The gospel is given. The gospel is given not only to be known and believed. The gospel is given not only to be known and believed, but to be obeyed. Amen. Glory to God. We need to do that. And everyone said, Amen. We need to obey the gospel. We need to come alive. So, Father, we praise you. Just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word this morning, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Our eyes of our understanding may be open, Father God. And, Father God, as that entrance of light comes into us, Father God, we may, Father God, grow into greater maturity, Father God. We thank you, Lord, the revelation, Father God, each and every one of us, Father God, will gain a greater revelation, Father God as to how we are to operate and how we are to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, there is progress in false teachings. But the progress is always away from God's word and his likeness. So if you'll turn with me to 2 Timothy, that's 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning with verse 20. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. But in the great house there is not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Whoa. So this gives us a picture that we can choose or how to be in God's kingdom. Now the question is, are you destined for greatness in God's kingdom? If not, why not? Hmm. Gold and silver. Hmm. Or something else. Clay. Golden golden vessels or a pot of clay. We have a choice. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, let's go to verse 21 now. That's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these. He shall be a vessel of honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. We need to be, be, be prepared for every good work. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Gold or clay, which one do you choose? You determine which one it will be, not God. Okay. Golden vessels or clay pots, it's our choice. Too many believers choose to do the menial work for the Lord. They're, they are more, they're not players on the field, but they are participants 
in the stadium, on the seats, cheering you on, glory to glory. But when you're call they're called to go out there, um, no, they don't want to do that. Why is it? Why are they content to be clay pots? The answer is uh, they're lacking in two dimensions of every golden vessel. Every golden vessel must have dedication and separation. If we are to be a golden or a silver vessel, we need to be dedicated and separated unto God. Uh, the pots, no pun there, but they have not made the quality decision to separate themselves from contaminating influences. They haven't been willing to turn away from the world to the point of no return. You know, we sometimes we, I use myself as example, we go out there so far with God's word and then we turn back to the world. We don't make the final initial step of that dedication and separating into God and following through. We kind of always, oh, oh, the, oh, there it is. That's some familiar right there. Because when we get out into God's place, he calls us, we don't know where. He told Abram or Abraham, leave. And I'll show you. He had to, the first step he had to do was pack up his stuff and leave. And then he was going to show you, showing. Some of us say, oh, I'm going to be dedicated. Where to, Lord? Just leave. Uh, but it's safe back here. It's cozy. It's comfortable. So we just remain. In a contaminated world. Uh, now, to be a golden gold or or silver vessel, I'm going to have to admit it's going to be a tough decision because people are going to look at you like you are a nutcase. Huh. We don't have to settle for second best. So you don't have to settle for second best, or even less than that. Uh, we are living in exciting times. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Things are happening all over the world. And everything is actually pointing to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is exciting. Today could be your last day in church. Then you join the big church. Amen. Glory to God. The hour is late, and it's definitely not a time to be a clay pot. Not saying clay pot, but it said we read that there could be some for dishonor. You don't want to be a clay pot or dishonor God with your lifestyle or our lifestyle. Right? Uh, yet Christians today. 
who's, who realize that the Lord's coming and that He's called us something to do something are held back because of their desire to hold on to the world. But Lord, it's so good over here, it's cozy. You remember Lot's wife in Genesis chapter, I hope you're reading through the Bible, in Genesis chapter 19, verse 26, they were leaving, they were, called, they, they were told to leave, and she looked back, and she got crystallized. She turned into a pillar of salt. Wow. We can't turn back. We have to move forward. We, have to, we must see that we are vessels of holiness, devoted to the master service and fit for his use. What he calls you to do, we need to, we need to step into it. Amen? Um, now, with that thought, we're just going to go all the way back to the Old Testament. And right after Joshua comes the book of anybody. Thank you. Judges. Joshua, Judges, two J's. So we want to go to the book of Judges. And beginning in the 13th chapter, we're going to look at the story of Samson. Thirteen, ver, uh, chapter 13, looking at verse 16. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread, and if, uh, if thou wilt not offer burnt offerings, Thou must offer it unto the Lord, for Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. Well, I messed up on that one. Okay. Anyway, we find out from the birth of Samson, he's called to be a Nazarite. Okay. Uh, Nazarite means one who is separated. So we can say, I'm a Christian Nazarite, or you're a Christian Nazarite, because you're separated unto God. Okay, Nazarite, no, this might throw some of us way out there. They drank no wine or any liquor. Some of us are going to be canceled out. They wore long hair. Well, some of us are going to need. And they approached no dead thing. That was a Nazarite. Okay, wine symbolizes earthly joy and fictitious strength. That's why they were not to drink wine. No earthly joy. Symbolizes earthly joy and fictitious strength. The joy of the Lord is yours. And the filling of the Spirit would give you strength and true to a true believer. You are then a Christian Nazarite. Joy of the Lord is my strength. And the Holy Spirit Builds you up to overflowing with that new wine. It's bubbling. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Samson was the man 
who was anointed of God from his birth. Wow, that is something spectacular. I mean, he had things going for him. You've got things going for you because when you became born again, you have the anointing of God upon you. Glory to God. Somebody just jump up and shout and run around. You've got the anointing of God upon you. Yet Samson had a desire for the world. Uh-oh. And with wide open eyes and fleshly desires. How many Christians fall into that position? Hmm, we're seeing, I think we're seeing all of us in some aspects follow into this. We have other desires other than what God says. And we've been called Christians or disciples. You're, you are a Christian Nazarite. You're separated. And we need to be dedicated to the things of God. The world and worldly Christians cannot understand the principles of dedication and separation. The world doesn't know that. A lot of Christians don't know it. What's, what, what do you mean dedicated? I'm in, separa- in separa- uh, separation. We don't want that. A lot of us don't want it. We want to, you know, be free. Glory to God. And when, you, when we have dedication and separation, that only leads to victory. But those that are walking the fence, they're led by the senses and reasonings. When you're led by the senses and, and reasonings, you are in self-deception. And this is where Samson was. How many Christians today are Samsons? We've been anointed by God to do great mighty work. And you know it. If you read the word of God, you're finding out that you are dedicated and separated unto God to do a great mighty thing. Amen? Uh, The fact is, the enemy within the Christian heart is greater than the foes that are outside of it. You look at Samson. He had the foes of the Philistines. I mean, they, 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 they controlled everything at the time that Samson was living. But he had a greater foe within himself that led him astray. He wouldn't let the Philistines lead them astray, lead him astray, but he allowed his own heart to lead him astray. The foe was within his, in his own heart. How many of us fall into that situation? Too many times. I hate to say that. Holy, holy, holy. Oh, help us, Lord. Amen. Okay. The inward enemy that Samson had can only be defeated when you are fully consecrated to God. There is that dedication separation. You can destroy that enemy that's within, but how many of us make that dedication? Have that separation. 
Whoa, he's me. We read the Word of God. I, I plead, I pledge, I should say, I will read the Bible throughout the year. One day, you know, read the Bible throughout the year. That's what we make a pledge, we make a vow. And within a month and a half, we're 20 chapters or four books behind. And say, oh, I'm not going to do it this year. I'll catch up next year. Where's that dedication? Where's that separation unto God? Finding out. Dedicated to, to do your job, separated to do your calling. Hello. Okay, Samson's folly and disobedience led him into many compromising situations or positions. Um, chapter 14, you're there in, in Judges, chapter 14. Samson spots a Philistine girl. Wow. Woo. Woo. He's hot to trot after her. But he's not supposed to. His parents say, well, there's, there's good Christian girls out there. But this, I like this girl. Hello. And he wants to marry this one. So on, on chapter 14... Looking at verse 8. Did I get this one wrong? Oh, 14. No wonder I'm in the wrong chapter. Okay, 14.8. And after a time, we returned to take her and turned aside to see the, the carcass of a lion. He kills a lion going to, her, going to her house, and later on, he finds this lion. He returns or walks by again. The lion is dead. But there's a swarm of bees around that lion, and there's honey there. He says, wow, I've got to taste this. What's he doing? What's one of Nazareth's vows? Not to touch anything dead. And puts his hand all over it. See, he killed the enemy, but the enemy within overtook him. Oh, wow. Under the anointing, he killed the lion. And later he finds the bees and honey there. Touches something dead. He breaks his vow. And then we find also in uh, chapter 15, the girl that he loves so um, is given away. Or get, get to get getting on your wedding day and you get married and you don't things go wrong you had a riddle and she says well you, you haven't told me anything you, you you don't love me like you should Samson you not you told you gave a riddle out and you won't even tell me the answer so so she badgered him and she she he finally gives way tells her and then she she tells those other the enemy the enemy finds out and so he's behind the black ball again. Wow. The wife is given, then the wife is given away to his companion. He's married, but really, they're, it's, it's over with. And chapter 15 now. He, he burns the cornfields. And the, and the 
Philistine says, who did this? And, and they said, Samson did. So the, the, the Philistines talked to the tribe of Judah, which is the Jews at that time in that area. And the Jews, they tell the, the Philistines tell the Jews, or, hey, Judah, the tribe of Judah, you hand him over to us or we will squash you like a bug. Now here's, here's the other part of the church. Samson's part of the church. But now we're going to look at the major part of the church here. The Philistines persuade the men of Judah to place Samson in their, in their custody. And they did so. Wow. They tie him up. Look at that. Look out, look out. What are we seeing with the church? The church. Judah represents the church or symbolizes the church. They would re rather live under the Philistine, the enemy's rule and control to have a secure peace. Uh, they have a spiritual condition of uh, degradation. And that sets the mark for the church ever since. The church has been degraded. We'll look at that in a moment. Be safe. The, Judah says, be safe. The church says, be safe. Live with the enemy and compromise. That's how our nation has fallen down. We were established on Christian Judeo principles. And we were, this nation was strong. Our children were taught the Bible in school, taught to pray, to honor God with the Ten Commandments. All those things are thrown out today. We compromise because the enemy and we didn't want to argue with the enemy will compromise. So prayer is taken out. Bible study is taken out. Ten Commandments taken out. And they are now pressing other things on Christians, which we don't want to do. But you compromise on one thing, you soon find out you're going to compromise on other things because they know that you, we will not stand for the principles of God. That's what Samson was. And that's what the, the early church did, and it's still happening today. Okay, Samson is then placed in the Philistines' hands, and they had a thousand men with them. And they're taking him to where they want to take him. All of a sudden, the anointing comes upon Samson, and snap, 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 all the, the ropes break off, and he takes a jawbone of a of a recent donkey, and he kills a thousand of them. Glory to God. Here's Samson with the anointing, doing something right for once. But that, does that change him? No, he goes back into his compromised position. Okay. Uh, chapter 16. 
Okay, let's uh, go to verse, uh, I'll start with verse 1, chapter 16 of Judges. Verse 1, then went Samson to Gaza. You know, we still have Gaza out there, and they're, and they're still fighting over there in that area. And he saw there an harlot, and it went unto her. And it was told the Gazanites, saying, Samson is come hither. And they compassed him in and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city and were quiet all night, saying, In the morning, when it is day, we shall kill him. All right, there you go. There's the enemy. We're going to get Samson. We're going to get He's in the city, and he's playing around. We're going to get him in the morning. And Samson laid till midnight and arose at midnight and took the doors of the gate of the city. Uh-oh, look at this. He picks up the gate and two posts and went away with them, bar and all, and put them upon his shoulders and carried them up on top of the hill that is before Hebron. Here he is. And he knows they're out there. The enemy's out there to get him in the morning. So what's he do? Flexes his muscles, takes off his coat, gets by the gate there, rips him out of the wall, on the floor, puts him on his back, and he walks up the hill. Now, I'm sure when he lifted up the gate, those that wanted to kill him heard it. It's like an earthquake. He's pulling things up. And their eyes must have got big. Says, we're not going to go after him. He's ready for us. The enemy knows when you have the anointing, he's not going to bother you. But with that anointing, what does Samson do? Why don't they stop him? Well, they know he's, he's too strong for him at this time. And who's going to do it anyway? It's like, the, who's, like that, that uh, fairy tale. Who's going to, the mice are saying, who's going to hang the bell on the cat? You know, nobody's wanting, wanting to do it because it's, it's a death sentence if you do it. Here, here's Samson wanting to be free. Can you see that? The anointing's upon him. He's free. He's, ah, and he's walking up the hill with what? The gate. He's carrying the symbol. Get this. He's carrying the symbol of bondage with him. He's going up to a place of freedom, but he's carrying with him the symbol of bondage. He's not getting rid of the bondage. He's carrying it with him. How many of us are doing God's work, but we're carrying the old man with us? Oh, you know. We need to get rid of it. Don't carry the bondage with you. Drop it. You pull the gate out, you destroyed the gate, but why carry it up with you to a place of freedom? You're still in bondage to it. Hmm. Okay. Samson, okay, then, then we go to, then we see in uh, chapter 6, we're still in 16. Um, 
in this chapter. Samson meets the girl of his dream. Another girl. Another girl of his dreams, okay? You know, if the first one, don't, you know, keep on going. Again, Samson meets Delilah. A Christian that is governed by self-will, each and every one of us have this at times, can fall deeper into folly and sin than the man of the world or men of the world. He's self-willed and he can fall into greater folly than other men of the world. Because why? Because we know we have the anointing and we can walk into places and people are going to move aside. But it's a great folly because that anointing is not going to always, always be there. But we don't realize that because, well, you know, I'm Joe Christian, you know. And I can do anything I want because I have the anointing. Hello? Are you out there with me? Okay, are you, have you picked up the gate and threw, them back, threw it back down? Or are you up there walking up the hill with, with that bondage, carrying the bondage with you? Samson tells Delilah all, and she removes his hair, chapter 16, looking at verse 17. And he told all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite, separated unto God, dedicated unto God, from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall be weak and be like other men. Then Delilah saw that she had, he had told her all this heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up to this place, for he has shown me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought her money in her hand. Okay, we, we go there. Let's go down to verse uh, 19. Samson is deceived by Delilah. Verse 19. Chapter 16, verse 19 of Judges. And she made him fall asleep on her knees. Wow, so cozy. And she called for a man, and, and, she, and she caused him to be shaved off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. He doesn't know it. Fellowship with the world will rob you of your strength. His hair was a symbol of his power. He became disconnected from the anointing and lost his power, and he didn't realize it. He says, as before, I'll just break through. When you play with the world, we don't realize how far we have fallen until it's too late. How many Christians have, have played with the world? I'll, I'll put it in a... a category that we find offensive. How many ministers have played with the world and fallen and, be, and have been made a joke of? Well, that's a Christian. All those Christians are a bunch of crazy guys. Here they're leading, you know, a uh, bunch of people. We find out that, that uh, Samson is captured by the enemy, and they gouge out his eyes. Verse 21, And the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. 
His eyes are gone. Samson now lost his strength and his sight. Blinded, he is sentenced to the mill to work as a work animal, walking in a never-ending circle, grinding meal, providing bread and sport to those around him. Verse 25, and, uh, and it came to pass, when their hearts were merry, they said, Call Samson, and let us make sport. They called Samson out of the prison house and made him sport, them sport, and set him between two pillars. He's blinded, no strength, and people are making fun of him. How many, how many times have you made a mistake? You're blinded to your, your own error, and your strength is gone. You say, how can, I, how can I face anybody because they knew I was a Christian? They knew I was strong. I don't want to face these people, so we, go, we just turn and go. Hello. Is this get, are you hearing me this morning? Don't fall. We can't fall into this self-deception. What, we are, what are we talking about? Vessels. What type of vessel are we? We can't vacillate between good and broken down clay pot. Amen. Now, when a Christian loses his sight and his liberty, he becomes a mere object of entertainment. Samson became an object of entertainment. Oh, there's that crazy-looking Christian. Let's see what he can do. Oh, look at that. A little kid's leading him around, and he can't, he can't see, he can't do anything on his own. A little kid's leading him. People are making fun of you, behind your back, or in front of you, in fact. Again, when a Christian loses his sight and liberty, he becomes an object of entertainment. Now listen, the world may rob a Christian of his strength. The enemy may rob your strength, but he cannot destroy the source of your strength. You've got to go back to the source. He couldn't do anything anymore. He had no power anymore. But he had the source. He was blinded. But he had the source. And guess what? That source, even though he's blinded and he was being made a fool of, guess what happened to his hair? It grew and his power came back. And he, all of a sudden he felt, oh, hey, I've got power, but I can't see any longer. I'm still blinded. Something's wrong. How can I make it up to God? Hmm. Samson dies with the Philistines. Verse 28. And Samson called to the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray, and the strength and strengthen me, I pray thee, 
Only this once. Wow. Just one more time. Oh God, that I may be at avenger of the, uh, of the uh, once avenged the Philistines for my eyes. Wow. Verse 30. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Whoa. Samson died with the Philistines. He recognized, listen to this, he recognized that the association, when you're associated with the world, there mean, that means there's a, you have to share with its calamities. And its judgments. Galatians 6, verse, chapter 6, verse 7 says, Whatsoever a man soweth, he shall what? Reap. Samson had the power and the anointing. But he recognized that the calamities, he caused calamities that he was going to have to suffer the consequences. Luckily, today we are, we are alive where we can take 1 John 1, 9 and remove some of these calamities that are coming upon us because we've goofed up so badly. Hello. We need the power and the anointing of God to help us make it through our daily lives. That's why you need to pray. Find out what God wants you to do this morning or this day. Rejoice! You have an open line. Like last week we said, God has an open line. You have an open line with God. There's an, it's, you don't get a busy signal and say, you'll be next in line after the following customers' mirrors have been served. Somebody's ever called up and said, and you get that, uh, or they'll say, uh, you can hang, give us your phone number and, and we'll give you a call when it's your turn. No, it's not what God, with God. He says, I hear you now. Again, we need the power and the anointing of, the, of God to make us, uh, help us through uh, with our daily lives. We may, may we never forget that without him we can do nothing, but with him we can do all things. Nothing is impossible to you with God. It's time to change your course of action. It's time to change your course of action. Fulfill your calling and be a vessel of honor for God. Amen? Opposition to the world or opposition, uh, the opposition of a Christian to the world is bad. It's apathy in the church today. Why do we have apathy in the church today? Let's go, let's go to the last book in your Bible, which is Revelation chapter 2. This is what's happened to the church today. We have no more strength. We are blinded. And we've been settled in. We're doing the bidding of the world. We have to be politically correct. If you don't, you're chastised. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 4, Never, Jesus is speaking, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Get that hunger and thirst for God again. Fall in love with him. Amen? Gold or clay? It's our choice. It's your choice. 
We can avoid pitfalls if we put our trust fully in the Lord and not yield to our old carnal self. Don't, don't bring that bondage with us. Get rid of it. Leave it at the gate of the leave the gates at the opening of that city that tried to keep you in bondage. Because God still has plans, purposes, and pursuits for you. It's specifically designed for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is one time, if we've been a pot of clay, this is one time the potter. Or so, you know, the clay, you know, there's one, one scripture in there that says, does the clay tell the potter how to do this? You know, how to make it. But this is one time the pot tells the Lord how to make me. Or this is one time the potter gives you, the vessel, me, the vessel, a chance to make the right decisions and perform right. It's all up to us. Okay. One, your background and faith should give you enough courage to stand fast and defend yourself in truth. Your background and faith means we need to have the, know what the Word says. And we need to be able to stand in truth. We can become the best that God has called us to be. Amen. We have to remember, each and every one of us have certain roles. Okay. And some are invisible and others are visible. But we all function together. Okay. But each person is vital to God's operation here on earth. Some of us have to take up the slack for some people or for others. Why? Let's go into the world that we live in. How many babies were aborted? And how many of those babies had something, a plan for their lives? And some, some of us have to take that position that that child would have done, had in this, this earth, do their job because we allowed the enemy to steal the babies. Amen? Amen? Okay. Okay. Now, preparing to be a good vessel, Okay. First thing we need to do is self-purging, self-purging. That's that separation and dedication. Things that draw you away from the things of God should be removed. Our sinful desires and affections stop our prayer life and are working towards desiring God. So if we allow, if we allow these things in our life, it will destroy your plans, God's plans for you. Second thing, we need to prioritize our time. Prioritize our time. I mean, this is, goes into uh, management skills, and almost in fact, 
Schedule your time. Schedule your prayer, your reading time, where they can be most beneficial to you. Schedule your time. Meet it. I mean, when you're called to work, I mean, if you have a nine to five, uh, eight to five job or nine to five job, what, what time do you call in, uh, call in or go, go into work? 10 o'clock? 12 o'clock. 1 o'clock? 3.15. Quarter to five. You know, you can't. We have to be there at the precise time that we've been delegated for. So make prioritize a time with God. Jesus did, did it all, <laughs> a lot in different areas, okay? <clears throat> Third thing, give, time, give God time to speak to you and minister to you. Give God time to speak to you and minister to you. Don't make it a one-way session where you do all the talking, asking, pleading, petitioning, and crying. Don't allow that. We can be pleasantly surprised if we let him, listen to him, as what he wants us to do. Okay. So we go to the next step. A follower of Christ shows faith through obedience. A follower of Christ the Nazarene Christian, I'll put it that way, the Nazarene Christian shows faith through obedience. Are we being obedient to God when he tells us? Two, let us not serve or indulge in what Christ came to destroy. Don't get hooked up with things that he says don't do. How, many, how often do we do that? I'm, you know, Some of us can say guilty, guilty as charged. Praise God, he overlooks that when we are faithful to repent. To be born of God is to be inwardly renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're born again. We need to renew, continue to have that renewing, have that anointing upon us to go forth. Anytime it's needed, it's there. Renewing is abiding in God's principles. Renewing is abiding in God's principles. And finally, religion is not what is needed. Religion is not what is needed, but an intimate relationship with God. And you will be the vessel called of God, of honor. Amen. Anybody needing prayer this morning? Well, glory to God, she's coming up. Okay. <laughs>